Yes, what is cracking, y'all? Welcome to The Chosen Ones. I'm your host, Joseph Richard Powell. I will be interviewing incredible human beings who are making an impact, living a life they love, and are hella good at what they do. From base camp to the peak of success, we are closing the gap between life barely lived to life on fire. Let's go. Hello, everybody. We have a very special guest on the podcast. I say this at the start of every podcast, but (laughs) this one is different. The person that I have on today is Melissa Hyman, and I know Melissa from the past from doing some of the courses that she has created. So I'm going to let you explain a little bit, but I am going to give you a quick introduction. And Melissa is the co-founder of the Center of Healing with Ryan, who is her husband, I believe. Is that correct? Are you married? Yes. Okay. Um, I know you have, and I know you have a a young boy who's entered the world recently who looks like a ball of fun. So you are the co-founder of the Center of Healing, and you are also the creator of Root Cause Therapy. Mm -hmm. And I forget where I found you when I found this idea, but uh, as you know, you and I both have a background in NLP, Mm -hmm. uh, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And when I came across this new type of therapy, I'm always very intrigued. I think therapy is very powerful for us as human beings. And I love having different tools in my kit because I don't think there's any one tool that works for every issue and every person. So I think the more things we have, we can kind of use them. And I'm just going to put a a full disclaimer out there, which is that I actually did take your course and I, I went through the program myself and it was absolutely incredible. Sometimes you don't know because I think I just found you online and yeah, I signed up because I'm I'm a keener, but it really was it really was awesome. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butcher it here by trying to explain what <laughs> it is exactly. So first of all, welcome. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and spending your valuable time. I know you're on the other side of the world, so uh, the sun is setting here, but I think it's rising where you yeah. are. But uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on and tell us a little bit about maybe root cause therapy and then as well if you want about the center of healing also. Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me on. Like I said before, I was so excited when you asked me. Um, So yeah, root cause therapy. So basically what it is, is it's accessing parts of your mind or the root cause of your current symptoms. So symptoms are, you say, I guess, negative emotions, behaviors that don't serve us, negative thought patterns, And so basically what it is, it's a way for us to access our clients' databases or help them access it and start healing those root causes of why they have those patterns or life patterns and things like that. So it's kind of like a mixture of guided meditation, there's emotional release, breath work, there's inner child. Um, And it's basically, well, from the feedback that I get, it's you go very deep in terms of not your consciousness, but in terms of where like issues have started in your life or moments that have, have changed you that are still affecting you today. So we say traumas, but they could just be little events as well. So there's a lot of working on the past and those root causes, which could be in our DNA, could be from when we're in the womb and our mum was upset or especially ages zero to seven where we're really um, in the foundations of how we see ourselves and how we see the world. And then 
we also do a little bit of future work as well and accessing and seeing our future or we have negative goals in the future and kind of shifting those. And the whole thing is about you being able to be present and peaceful in the moment because we have like a certain amount of energy and if we spend all of our time kind of thinking about the past and or like worried about the future, then we're not in the present moment. So it's all about resolving as much as we can so we can come back to being peaceful and present in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, it, and it's like, hey, just, you know, quickly explain this whole thing. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's an impossible task. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to say now, I usually say it towards the end, but it really is incredible. And I highly recommend for anyone, uh, we'll share later at the end of the podcast where to, learn more about this just because it's going to be hard for us to get the whole thing across here. And I don't want to put you on the spot for an hour straight where you're just explaining this whole thing. We can actually have a <laughs> yeah. bit of a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, a couple things that I want to mention that I found interesting with going through the program myself. First of all, I just want to say in a, in a past episode on here, I actually talk about there's a gentleman who came on and he kind of just has a platform to talk to people who are recovering from addiction and this kind of thing. And when I was talking to him, I me- I always mentioned to people about how trauma doesn't necessarily have to be this big, huge thing. You know, mm. we can experience something that it doesn't necessarily have to be massive. And a lot of us experience multiple different types of traumas over the course of our lives. And I'm pretty sure I learned that from you originally. And I just remember that was a really powerful piece of advice that I had learned Um, I think my sister actually told me that once too, but I remember that really stuck with me when I heard that. So I just want to, you just kind of said that. So, uh, and then I was like, wait, I think I stole that in an episode already. (laughs) You're probably going to hear me and you're going to send me an email. No, no, that's, it's good. You're getting the information out there. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, I always have to say, I just have to give credit to about 30 people from, you know, from anyone like who has a program like yours up to Tony Robbins, because I've learned so much in the last few years. I don't remember where I picked it up from, but I always try to give credit where due, but things just come out of my mouth. And sometimes I think I made them up when definitely isn't the case. But <laughs> No, but that's, that's a good sign. That means that you've taken the information in, you've discerned and embodied it, and then it becomes your truth. And then it does become you and your wisdom. So don't feel like you need to give credit if you are embodying it and it feels like truth for you because Everyone needs that information. Ah, I like that. Okay. That makes me feel better about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in terms of the whole process, and we won't go too too deep into it because it's very well explained in, like, I remember when I was, wasn't was sure, I don't know who Melissa is. I don't know what this program's about. Do I want to spend this money and sign up? But you're very thorough in explaining everything, and you have the videos, and I remember going through that, and it explains everything in a perfect way as opposed to me trying to do it here. But One of the things with NLP and neuro-linguistic programming, which is also very unique and difficult to explain to people sometimes, but Mm. sometimes there is a part in that which is hypnosis. Sometimes you put people kind of, you know, you work with people in hypnosis. And I've always known from the start, just knowing myself, that's kind of been something that I'm a little bit cautious of because I don't know how much I trust people to put me in that state and I don't know a whole lot about it. And one of the things that was very interesting with root cause therapy is how close to the surface and I and correct me if I if I'm not saying this correctly but you know it's it's not really hypnosis it's more of you just close your eyes and people are right there on the surface but the amount of 
effect it has when you go through the process with someone on that level. I thought that was incredible because I should explain, I think you really can make a massive impact with someone through hypnosis and through programming like on that level to talk to people and work with people on a subconscious level. So I think there is serious value with that approach, but I think like myself and many people who may think like me, they're a little bit nervous with that. And you really introduce with root cause therapy how you get those same results, but you don't have to go to that level of like hypnosis. It's not even really hypnosis at all. And I remember, I think I actually bugged you with a few questions of when I, before I signed up that I was like, is, you know, is this what it is? Because I'm cautious of that. And that's not really how I work with people. And sure enough, it was really incredible. And, uh, I can just, some of them you go through and you can see how powerful they really are and some you don't. And this one really was, yeah, it, it's something else. It, it's something very new and like NLP, I have trouble explaining it, but it really is something worth worth checking out. So I know you're on the other side of the world and you've created this incredible life for yourself. Give us just a quick backstory of the Center for Healing. Because I know it was actually like a physical location that you had, mm -hmm. I think, in Australia at one point. And, and let people know just how successful you were and are with root cause therapy and your practice, because it was pretty incredible to hear that myself. Yeah, um, so I'll go through the story. Um, so basically, I went... I had taken drugs and had all mental health issues that I wasn't even aware of, um, that I was self-medicating basically. And I got to the point where I kind of hit rock bottom in my relationships and all of that, externally looking successful, but internally not at all. Um, and then I, yeah, I got to this point where I'm like, okay, I need to ask for help. And I signed up with someone who actually did some NLP with me. Um, so that was my like introduction and, I remember walking out of that session just feeling like the world just looked different and I just felt so much lighter and I'm like, this is amazing. And then he, um, was, do he was doing a practitioner training, so I signed up to that. And I was in a job that I was in, like, international trade for, like, eight years, completely different. <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, yeah, do it. NLP can help with your sales or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And I knew in my mind, I've known since I was, like, seven, eight years old that I wanted to be in business, but I just – had so many blocks and fears actually taking action on my ideas. But yeah, after I signed up to that course and halfway through, I like got this lightning bolt. I'm like, I need to do this. It just like literally just felt this energy hit me. Like I need to help people get out of their own way, you know? And cause from just doing the healing with him, a business that I had been thinking about for a year within two weeks, I had, finished designing the products. I ordered them from China. I started selling them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was just in my own way. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, I, I walked into my boss's office, resigned from my job like crazy. Everyone's like, how are you going to eat? I'm like, I have, I'm going to have to be really good and I'm going to have to work for it, you know. So I really I, – I didn't have a kid or anything then, so I just jumped off the cliff. After about six months, I ran out of money and – yeah, I just asked the universe to kind of help me. What am I meant to do? And I had a business coach and he introduced, he did a healing on me. And this is where like I shattered my beliefs about NLP, even though it helped me so much at the start, because I was like, after he did this healing with me, I was so depressed. I was like throwing up. I was, um, I had to borrow my friend's dog because I was just, 
I was having a healing hangover. I didn't know, and I was messaging him, abusing him for it. I'm like, I just spent six months doing NLP, and I was feeling so good. What have you done to me? <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, but then that kind of woke me up, and I, like I said, I asked the universe, and I and I felt like it was giving me a redirection because. I had set up a co-working space when I first started doing these sessions so they could help pay my rent and I had these other amazing people around me and they started leaving, clients stopped coming in and yeah, I just put a I just felt like I wanted to move to the city in Melbourne, put a post on Facebook within 10 minutes I was speaking to some girl that had a penthouse that said she's an Aquarius too and that she's a coach too and I should go move in with her and I'm like whoa okay and and on that same day when I was going to check it out I'm like I better come see it and meet you like I had a friend that had a a beautiful space that he had just renovated in Port Melbourne um, which is like near the city down literally like five minute walk from her place like and he gave me a room and it all just happened within two days. And anyway, I ended up living with this girl and another healer for like 10 months. And that is when it went from me doing a structured way of NLP session to all of a sudden awakening and learning all these healing methods. And I really was just kind of relaxing and we were working one or two days a week, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. And out of that, we ended up leaving each other and we all have come out with our own methods and mine was the root cause therapy what happened was just before I left another redirection I connected with Ryan who I had met and actually gone on a date with the year before then didn't hear from in a year and I saw him online and I'm like hey and um anyway um he ended up seeing me for a session and he walked into my office that one that I had in Port Melbourne and I'm like I was trying not to show my shock because he was like 15 kilos lighter he was like a big muscly guy you know he walked in his clothes are tattered he was 15 kilos lighter I was shocked I didn't want to show it and I said what has been going on and he's like well I've been an ice addict for like the last year I've been in a drug den basically deal a girlfriend and blah 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 I'm like okay and I had just been working on how to help people overcome addictions because I was working on I had been working on overcoming mine because I had doubled in like heroin um I was more like into weed and those kind of things um he was more into that but I said I discovered Dr David Hawkins work and scale of consciousness and and then I kind of linked everything together and the chakras and 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 everything and then I'm like okay this is like something here and he walked in and I basically just did it on him and after three hours of that session we talked about drugs for five minutes he never used ice again and I'm like okay there's something in this and not only that it was so energetically powerful that um, we say we burnt down the building because um, the, a day later some energy apparently had ran into an air conditioner under my office that hadn't in like five years and it and it was in the kitchen and it burnt the whole building down. And I woke up yeah. in the morning and my housemate came in and said, hey, I think your office burnt down and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like kind of our joke. And Ryan is actually an air conditioning mechanic before he was like a drug dealer so we kind of make a joke about that but that was the start of our relationship and then he kind of started he he kept seeing me for sessions because he had awakened and then he started doing like a mainstream addiction course and he didn't like it he kept arguing the teacher teacher like when are we going to work on the traumas when are we going (laughs) to you know um and then anyway I got a message from him saying I don't care 
how long it takes or what, what I need to do, but can you teach me everything that you know? And he wanted to open a, a centre and that's just when I was kind of moving out from those girls and the, we decided to open our centre I had just been mucking around for a year just creating the method and he had just been finished being an addict so we had no money and I was able through some connections to get a little old dinghy office um, in a medical centre down in Bayside, Melbourne. They left the furniture for us and then Ryan happened to get an article in the main newspaper, a feature article and so we hadn't even got the phone line connected and we were just bombarded with this is the start of we called it the Melbourne Centre of Healing at the time. Mm-hmm. So we're like I'm sitting in like a room with like a microwave around me trying to type up the programs, taking calls. We are getting inundated with bookings. Like that's how we started, you know, wow. and that yeah, it's like amazing. So then we started having to hire people but we ran out of space in our little old office and so – as we grew, we got a bigger space, a big, beautiful healing center. We had our kinesiologist there. We were booking our clients in for float tank sessions. We had a whole program and a real alternative for people that have been through the mental health and addiction system, the mainstream one. It didn't work for them. And then they kind of saw us. And the method that we were using was root cause therapy. I was only training my staff and I had all betrayal issues at the time. And I didn't want to share it with anyone. And I remember sitting there with Ryan one day. This is like a year after we opened. He's like, you know, you're going to have to teach people this method at some point. Like you need to do practitioner trainings. And I'm like, no, no, it's ours. Like it's so powerful. It's so amazing, you know. And he's like, okay. And then after we had our baby, we just had this overwhelming feeling that we wanted to isolate ourselves. I don't know if we were burnt out from running the center for so long or from having a baby we just wanted more time and it was just like we need to isolate we were like we want to move overseas we're gonna I, I kept having this message in my head like the future is online the future is doing sessions online and I didn't really like doing sessions online I was so used to in person mm-hmm. and I'm like okay and I just thought okay I think now I have to teach people and I have to get over it and I have to let the world have this and so yeah within two days I wrote out the the main course I'm still friends with the girls that work for us so we still support them they still do that they, they're doing their healing sessions with their own businesses now which is amazing and yeah, that's kind of like where we're at now. So that was a year ago. And I think we've got over 120 students. We've got practitioners that are certified all over the world, which is like amazing, which is like what I had on my vision board, but I thought they were going to be physical centers. I didn't think they were going to be people doing it on their own. And then I remembered my mission because I had studied business in the past when I finished school. My mission was to help healers be able to do what they love full time. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay, I'm I'm actually in line with that. Like, this is right, you know? So, yeah, that's that's it. Wow, that's that's an awesome – thank you for just, like, putting that out there because that's – so this whole show essentially is learning about – a lot of the times we learn about the success story of kind of here I am and this is what I did, but – a lot of times we don't talk necessarily about the early days and that's kind of where people can really relate. And that's, I, th- I think what helps to inspire people a lot of times is saying, okay, so if I come from this place, I still am able to, you know, to get to this successful place myself. And I love hearing people's stories and, and that's, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And 
there's a, I don't even know, there, there's so many turns that I, that I want to take from different pieces of that. Um, one thing that definitely stands out is how the work that you did with Ryan, it just says something like clearly something very powerful happened there for him to make that shift of him saying, okay, you did this practice on me and it had such an amazing effect. This is now what I want to dedicate my whole life towards. Like that just shows in itself how, how powerful this, this system really is. Right. Because it's, and I can see that. And I know like people, like I was in the Facebook group um, and you say you have over a hundred practitioners. That's not a hundred clients. That's a hundred people who are also training this method and, and, you know, however many clients each of these people have, mm. but you know, I'm in the Facebook group and I hear what people are saying and the, and the transformations that they're having with people. So I, I see it firsthand, but that really just goes to show, I think when, when you have a really good idea, things happen. And this is a good example of that for how your business just blew up so quickly and almost literally with that one building. But uh, like with Ryan for him just to, to turn and say, okay, this is wh- how I want to dedicate. And I love that he kind of followed his pathway to power of working in addictions. And I've watched some of the programs that he teaches and they're fantastic. And I love that he's having the conversation around addiction or, or and both of you that that needs to be had where it's not just someone is addicted to drugs. It's saying, let's talk about the root cause, the whole point of what you do of root cause therapy. Let's deal with the issues of this stuff. And that goes from mental health to whatever things we're currently dealing with is likely just to cover up at some point from something that we need to go back and deal with that we never dealt with. And, you know, it's, as I get older, I just feel like we're, we're all still little kids. You know, I, mm. you know, I, I feel like I'm a six year old still, I still get grumpy at people. I still get my feelings hurt. You know, you would think when you get into, you know, mid thirties or mid forties, like we actually transform and we turn into an adult and we start acting more mature, but I don't, that doesn't really happen. And I think a lot of these things that we carry with us, especially at those most important ages, like you mentioned, when we're quite young, we don't really know how to heal those. And I think, you really nailed it just with focusing on that and it, you know, going back to the root cause and really fixing our, whatever needs to be fixed there to live the life that we're meant to be living today. The other thing that's really interesting to me is that you and I share, I think a similar interest in is creating a thing for me that I learned, I got into coaching and I was very passionate about helping people and I grew my coaching business fairly quickly just because I have a, a real estate background. So sales and marketing for 10 years, when I got into coaching, I kind of knew how to have like get the message across and I was able to start coaching people fairly quickly. And I started working with other coaches because I realized a lot of coaches were, were needing help in that area as well, just because there's so many incredible coaches out there and they we go through this long certification process, but then we don't realize... of it is learning how to get clients. And if we can't learn how to get clients and we can't change the world with our incredible coaching. And I remember I started working with a lot of coaches and working with entrepreneurs around business. And then I kind of hit a wall last year in the sense of, wait a minute, this isn't ever what I really wanted to be doing. It was kind of like I, I found a path that I knew I could travel down, but, and I traveled it just because I could, but it, it wasn't the journey that I wanted to be on, which really is helping people not necessarily on a business level, but more on like helping people with discover purpose and live a meaningful life and, and, and that route. But what I learned during that time, the point that I'm trying to get at is 
I learned that I all, there were things that I loved about coaching that I wasn't doing at that time, because at that point I was, you know, I think three hours a day, Monday to Friday, I'm doing one hour coaching calls. So I'm really living in that coaching life. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know if this is really what I signed up for, <laughs> you know, to be just doing that kind of role. And one of the things that I learned, I kind of went back to, to kind of discover what I'm really interested in. And I learned a lot about um, what's important to me is connection and building community and being around like-minded people and also creating. I've learned that I really enjoy creating courses, like even with youth, like youth programs that I create, like coaching models that I teach. Like I really love creating and I could definitely, I like, it's just funny because I really see with the NLP background, like how you went the direction you went because with NLP, and I was trained under Richard Bandler, who's one of the creators of NLP. So shout out to him. And, you know, he changed the world with, with those techniques. But it's kind of in a sense, like, here's your bag of tools. And here's all this kind of interesting information about how the brain works and um, perspective and all these different ideas. But there's something missing with it in the sense of how do I put all of this stuff together? Mm. And I think just when I came across what you're doing, it puts everything together in a way that it really serves people on a deeper level. Um, because even when I got out of the NLP training, I was a little bit confused, like, how, where do I, how do I do this now? Where with you and, and the program that you teach, it really is kind of on a deeper level of just, here's the steps, here's the process. And it's really, if you want to be a practitioner and you want to change people's lives, you really have created the the process to take practitioners through to get them to help people. I really appreciate that you said that because I remember when I finished my NLP training and I signed up my first um, client and he came at that point, it was, I think it was my first or second client and it was in my apartment and he came over and he was sitting in the chair and in front of me and I had written my own process because like you said there's no I was not taught how to how do you structure a session what order do you do things in at what point do you do what tools so yeah that really I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that deficit really helped me think about and create that structure to take the thinking out of the session so much or take that worry out of the session and in and have that process right in front of you Mm -hmm. um, so you can focus and be present with the client and focus on healing rather than worrying about what you're doing next or where it's going. Right. Yeah. And I, I know with, uh, you know, the FAQs with your, with your, uh, with the root cause therapy, it's always like, and, and another reason was I was kind of in a lot of large groups where I was working with people with depression and kind of in addiction as well. And I share a similar story as you at one point in my life, I just, was lost. I was on the wrong path. I was drinking a lot. I, there was drugs. It was all that stuff. And then, you know, luckily I found my way kind of back on, on, on the path that I wanted to be on, but I was helping a lot of people, but I, I kept hitting a wall because I could only help people from my experience. And I didn't have the certifications necessary to really dive deeper with people, which your program really helped me with. But I always remember I kept asking like, like that, those self-limiting beliefs of like, can I do this? And can I take people kind of to that level? And is it going to be okay? And it's like just the whole structure of it and how like the support system, because you are making a, the thing that was an eye opener with, with learning root cause therapy is it does have a massive impact on people. 
to the point, like you were saying, like where you have like the hangover from your sessions the next day, like that was the first time of learning a tool in therapy where I was nervous because I knew the power that it had, that, that it could have mm. on people. And I was nervous to be there for, for that transformation. And I remember I kept asking, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, this is I know, like, you would. <laughs> and then, I, and then like, once I was in the Facebook group and learning more about it, I learned that that was the common question of everyone. Like, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, we're here to heal, but when it comes to healing, it's a pretty real, pretty real do thing. I do so, with all this power? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex yeah, exactly. So it was a big eye opener in that sense. Now, a big thing of what I do about what this podcast is about is, is purpose and living with passion. My goal, again, is to inspire others to follow their own path, to figure out what they want to be doing with their life, to live a life they love and live with passion, and to share stories of people who are doing that like yourself. You're making a massive impact in the world. You're helping people. You love your life. You live in, a, in, in the tropics. Like you've, yeah. got, you've really got it figured out. And... When it comes to finding purpose and getting on that path, you brought up something. You said it, it was you were in international trade for eight years, was it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you were clear in the sense of why you transitioned into the world you did. Just it sounds like you were kind of looking for something to help yourself, and through that, you created this beautiful thing that you share with the world now. But tell me a little bit about that transition from working, being in that business for eight years. Was there a sense there of like, aside from just based on where you were at that point in your life, you knew that you needed to make a change, but just from the aspect of leaving that lifestyle behind and, and maybe working in that job, which may not have been the direction you really wanted to go. Like what happened there in terms of that shift of like, how did that feel? Like, were you in a place with that job where you were thinking, this isn't really where I want to be? Like what, walk us through that kind of transition. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of, I finished school and I knew I wanted to be in business. So I just chose the course international business. Right. And I just did that and I enjoyed it. And then I did the whole, you know, normal thing you go to, it wasn't uni, but it was a TAFE, which I don't know. I think you guys call it technical college. I don't know what you guys call it. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I, I went to college for one year, so I'm the wrong okay. guy to ask. <laughs> anyway, I finished that you know, my dad's old school, like he was literally older, like 50 years older than me. So he was really old school. So he was like, go and be, get a reception job and work your way up in a company and all of that. So I went and got a reception job and I, instead of working my way up in a company, I just job jumped, which is, I think our generation did that, mm -hmm. has done that a lot or still do. And so, yeah, moving up in roles by going to different companies and I wasn't happy. I was, you know, that typical working nine to five in the commute, um, trying to uphold my toxic relationships. Um, mm -hmm. Sure, I bought some properties and things like that, which I, of course, sabotaged and ended up losing. But I just remember, like, I just felt like my soul was dying. I don't know how else to explain it. And I wasn't even spiritual back then at all. And I remember thinking that and saying that, like, my soul is dying, like, I don't feel like it's right that I have to get up at 6 a.m. Like I feel like I'm dying inside. I don't feel like I should be locked to this desk or making my 100 cold calls this week because – and I remember just I would go to some sales appointments because I knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what. I'm like I threw myself in a really hard sales job and I just remember falling asleep in the car and just like sabotaging it and just hating it and then 
and around that time I hit rock bottom personally as well and then I'm like okay I need help like you know and so when I first received a therapy session it's not like in that moment I decided this is what I was going to do you know it what it took was me then going to study and then as I was studying it, it was in that moment where I'm like when it hit me I'm like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and the beauty of when you do transformational therapies is that or even when you're in a room with other people or in a community that are all like excited about something it's just like all of a sudden you think you're invincible and you do crazy things sometimes but that was a transition it was literally like just like that light bulb moment you know and Mm -hmm. I totally just let go of my past identity of like that I'm a sales rep or I'm you know any you know in a shipping whatever coordinator I just I just immediately let go of those identities and I just thought that okay this is what I am now and I kind of stepped into that you know and I yep. and I forget and, and I think a big part of it is forgiving yourself for all that time that you wasted mm-hmm. um I remember even my my me and my mom and my younger sister were talking and my mom's going to my sister what are you going to do like when you finish school or whatever she's like I don't know I'm going to try some different things and I'm like oh you know you should like think about what you want to do and then she's like well you wasted 10 years or eight years or whatever in your old in what you were doing before and I'm like that's true but there's I think it's called the sunk cost effect or I don't know I've heard something yeah something like that before yeah it's like just because you spent a lot of money and time doing something it doesn't mean you should just keep riding that horse and beating that horse because that's going to keep you stuck it's about you being able to like be okay with it know that it's a part of the journey and I'm so grateful because that enabled me to you know, use my corporate background in incorporating data into a therapy session. I don't think anyone does that. And that's like yeah. a huge part of recourse therapy. And I, so I'm grateful, you know, that I, that I did that. I don't look back and go, oh my God, I wasted all those years. Cause at one point you just got to realize it was perfect. It was a part of the path. This is your path now moving forward. So I think that holds a lot of people back when they can't forgive themselves or let go or think they should keep doing that because they went to uni for how many years and because they have debt or whatever Mm -hmm. you've just it's just got to be a decision like okay I'm grateful that I did that what can I learn from that and take out of that why did that happen what can I what can I use from that into what I'm going to be doing going forward yeah this is my language so I totally agree with everything you're saying there I think I, I agree that is it's definitely not time wasted. And I think even subconsciously that whole time is we need to be almost doing something that we don't enjoy to push us to the point of saying, okay, I need to make a change. So, yeah. uh, you know, like I enjoyed real estate, the money's good. And, but I get, just got to a point where, you know, I want to make more of an impact, but you know, I took the sales and the marketing and all that stuff with me into the coaching business that allows me to coach more powerfully into more people and it helped me with being in front of people and, you know, booking appointments. But I talk about this in my book about one thing I talk about is how I'm under the impression that we are facing a global epidemic of unhappiness. 
in the sense of there's a lot of people who are working jobs and just not really enjoying life all that much. And it's not just it's not necessarily just an assumption that I'm making. This is from doing a lot of questionnaires and working with youth and a lot of adults that I coach around purpose as well, just in the sense of really learning kind of on a deeper level that there's a lot of people out there who aren't really doing what they're truly passionate to do. And, and that really plays forward. And I got to a point in my own life, I sh- again, I share a very similar experience with you of, and it's actually kind of funny. And I might, I want to research this a little bit more because it's, it, it's, I share a very similar situation of, it took me to kind of hit rock bottom to find my world into personal development and make that shift. So I wonder if there's something there where, because I don't know if before that I really thought that there's necessarily something more for me in the terms of like working as a coach and personal development. It was almost like when I, I hit rock bottom first and then through that, I kind of created myself and that's when I became this person who wants to help other people. So it, there's something in there that that is interesting because you said something very similar. But anyways, uh, in my own journey of taking so long to figure out what I want to do and what my purpose is and realizing this about so many people, I kind of, I went back and I time traveled a bit to think about like, how did I get on this path? Because for so many years I was chasing money and success mm-hmm. and I realized that's never been important to me. So how did I end up on this, on this path? And I kind of got to a point where I realized in high school is typically when we're supposed to make the biggest decision of our lives, grade 10 or 11, like, what are you going to do with your life? And how I believe we're not really mature enough mentally or emotionally. Our brain, our prefrontal cortex isn't even fully formed like this, you know, for critical thinking. I have that in my book as well. And that's, Uh, yeah, that's the last part of our brain, which are which is our decision maker to develop. And that typically doesn't happen. Like that's around the age of 25. So if we're 15 years old and, you know, we don't know what our values are, we don't even have a job yet, let alone, you know, what we're supposed to, to do. So I think that's a big problem that a lot of us have is we're forced to make this decision at such a young age. But I get it because we're young and life goes on. We have to do something. So I understand, you know, there's a, there's ways that our system could work better, but you know I think there's an easier way to solve the problem. And I think what that is, is I think the bigger problem is when we enter the second phase of our life of becoming mature, which maybe for you was when you went through your transition. For me, it was a few years ago at my, like my early 30s when I went through mine. You know, It took me till probably the, the age of 33 or 32 to say that I matured, I think, personally. Like I feel like I'm only a few years old just because... I just wasted a lot of my life. Like, you know, I didn't know who I was. I was distracting myself. And I think a big problem is we choose this path at such a young age, 15, 16 years old, and we start traveling it. But then when we enter the second phase of life, we never reassess that question and we never go back to that question at a point in our lives when we're actually capable of answering it, which is, you know, I get it. We have we have bought a house. We we've spent twenty years on in this career. We're married. We have children. We have bills to pay. Like I understand, of course, and there's fear attached to making a serious decision to to make that transition. But I think that's the big problem. We make this decision at a young age. And Jerome Bruner, who's a, who's a psychologist, he has a definition in Wikipedia for immaturity, which is supposed to be a time for play without serious consequence. And during that time, which is supposed to just be for play, we're making the most important decision of our lives. And I think if people understand that, that when we enter the second phase of our life and we're mature, 
I think it's very important that we, that we all, like myself a couple of years ago, we stop and we say, okay, I know who I am as a human being. I'm mature. I know what my values are. I know what's important to me. I should now be making the decision of what I want to do with my life now that I'm capable of answering it. So I almost feel like, in a sense, our life is just beginning at a time like this. So I understand what you said in the sense of it's hard to kind of get off that path and maybe make that change if you've, especially if someone's been in the same career for 10 years and they've built their way up the corporate ladder or whatever it might be. But I think that's the biggest thing we need to be doing is making that shift uh, later on in our life. And and I talk about in my book, you know, there's a hundred excuses why you shouldn't do it, make that decision. But there's one why you should, which is your happiness. Because, you know, you have to be following your purpose and be passionate about what you're doing to live a happy life. I truly believe that. So mm. just with you saying with your journey and making that pivot, when I hear that personally, that's like, I'm like, that's the most blessed thing that I could possibly hear because it just like, that is what has created such an incredible life for you where, you know, if you would have just said, you know, but I've been doing this for 10 years and you just stayed on that journey. Like, let me ask you, like, what do you think? Tell me or, and to the listeners, explain to me what you think your life would be like and what it would feel like if you never made that decision to help just to inspire others. I get a real sinking feeling. Yeah. And (laughs) Um, and I'm sorry. I just want to say like a something. um, Sorry. I talk about my dad a lot, No, no. Um, but he, something that he would say to me that stuck in my brain, even while I was in that career that I thought I was meant to be doing. Um, he would say to me, I, I love what I do. I love my job and I can't wait for Monday mornings. And my brain is like, what? I hate, like, how, how can you say that? Like, I hate Monday mornings. And that really planted a seed in me, even though it took a while to grow was that question was always in the back of my head was like, what is the job going to be? Or what do I need to be doing to have that same feeling that my dad had about what he was doing and looking forward to Monday mornings? And it is as simple as that. Are you excited about going into your work week or getting up in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, to do something, you know? So yeah, yeah, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, not at all. That's, that's what it's all about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I can totally relate just about you saying like that feeling that you have or that you had that you just weren't really enjoying life and, and like how it feels in your soul as hard as that is to explain. I just know that feeling so well of, you know, and just like feeling lost for me, it was Mm. the, the, the hard thing for me was having so much motivate. I'm a very motivated person. I have a ton of energy. Like that's, you know, ADHD is, is a part of that for sure. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm always moving. I have a lot of ideas, uh, and I'm just very motivated. And it was very painful for me to have that motivation and not know where to direct it. And Mm. that's where like what I've learned with my, like my personality and having an addictive personality of, chasing some, I have to be doing something and it I don't think that's necessarily healthy but if I point that towards something healthy like personal development or coaching I'm going to live a much happier and better life serving people with that energy as opposed to how destructive it can be if I'm doing drugs and drinking and you know just kind of living that lifestyle because I'm just all or nothing either way so for me it was like I needed something to be directed towards. And that's why like it, ju- I just know that feeling so well of feeling lost. And that's really 
why this whole concept of this podcast is important to me because I just know that feeling. But even recently of learning the feeling of what it actually feels like to enjoy life. You know, I don't mean that from a perspective of, you know, I've dealt with depression and I've lived in that world and that's why I'm comfortable talking to other people who are, who are going through it. But, you know, for most of my life, I've been like, I, I'm not going to say it. I've not, I haven't always hated my life, but I've always just kind of felt like I'm going through it. And it's weird for me to say that I like just something as simple as I enjoy life. And I don't know if a lot of people do, maybe they do, but I'm not too sure. And I didn't for a long time. And just knowing what it feels like to feel lost and now knowing what it feels like to just enjoy life. And the reason why that is just, you know, doing something that I'm passionate about and on a higher level, serving other people and helping other people that I just want to give that to other people. And it's like, when I hear a story like yours, especially with you, because sometimes people come on the podcast and I always ask everyone, how did you get here? Like, where was that defining moment? And you get the people like the outliers where they say, you know, I was at two months old. I knew I wanted to be a doctor and I've been one ever since. <laughs> and I love my life. Like those people are out there, but you know, they're 1%. But you really share that same story as me as uh, like on my level, I just kind of fell in one job, fell, fell out of the other. I was an iron worker. And then I watched a real estate show one night and I said, oh, I'm going to be a realtor like and make money. <laughs> and then I make all this money. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm miserable. Like I hit like the most successful year that I had in 2017, I was the most financially successful I'd ever been in my life. And I, I hit rock bottom at that same time. Do you know what I've really, and I have a f similar kind of experience. I was in my beach house with my sports car and that's when I hit rock bottom. And I think what it does is it really contrasts or shows you, okay, you've got everything you thought that you needed to have to make you happy and still not happy. And that was that a real moment for me looking out into the ocean. I'm like, what else do I need? Like, and, it, and that was a rock bottom. That was like, okay, I've got everything that I thought that I would ever need. That, and it's, that's a great point. I'm still completely lost. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it was me having this goal, this big goal that I had accomplished and thinking I should be happy and being miserable. And that's when I said, okay, there's something seriously wrong here in my life of for me to be feeling this way. And that's when I just said, you know, how did I end up here? And I got to figure this out. And that's when I kind of went back and went through that whole process myself. And then you know, now share with others what has helped me to, you know, to get clear on my purpose. But at the end of the day, it's we only we know the answer to what we want, what we're passionate about and what that purpose is. And I think a lot of us, we listen to our parents or our teachers or, you know, the brutal conditioning of society and thinking we have to be successful and making all this money to be happy, just to kind of realign with our heart of what do you want to do and what makes you happy as a human being. And, and, how do you define success? Because success is subjective. It's Is it money to you? Is it family? You know, and whatever that means to live a successful life on your own terms. So that's a very incredible story. Um, and just know you've been very um, humble. I'm, I've been, I'm trying to get out from you, like how, just how <laughs> awesome everything you do is. And like, I just started meeting you and getting involved with you during, I think, that transition. You had just, I think, left your office at that point. So I, I really did see a bit of that transition in, in your world and in that business. And just being in the Facebook group, like, 
you're very humble in, in the impact that you're having and the people you're serving. So I just want to say this to the listeners of, I really recommend looking into what you do. If anyone out there is a coach, if they're, if they want to help people in, in any way, whether or not they become a root cause therapy practitioner specifically and just coach your one method, or if it's someone who just wants to learn something for their own personal development, like that's why I did it and to learn another avenue. And it's totally different than everything else I learned. So, and if you just want another tool, if you already do coaching or therapy, it really is incredible. And I guess in saying that, is there someone like, who's the demographic specifically that should be looking for, you know, that you, that might want to get certified with your, with your root cause therapy program? So I'm going to go against all the marketing things that say to niche down, <laughs> which Ryan's trying to work on me with at the moment. I'm but... the same way. I, that drove me crazy for two years. <laughs> it's like, I'm an activist. I'm a volunteer. I'm a coach. Like I help everyone I help every- and anyone. Yeah, exactly. So I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. You were saying like feeling lost because I actually, I had like this reading done and this lady's like, your purpose is to like, when people are feeling lost, you help people with that redirection. So I've definitely people that are interested in if they want to have their own kind of healing, if they've tried other things, like within the training, you can buddy up with other practitioners and actually have them, you know, experience the method. But yeah, definitely coaches. Um, actually, my the people that I really wanted to target, which I have been from the beginning, is mainstream therapists. And I'm actually in mainstream therapy groups because my philosophy is you can't like fight against the system. And this is the whole philosophy behind the Center for Healing is you can't fight against the system. You just got to infiltrate it. You've just got to like go in and start taking action. We can't just sit here and just put down what the main system is and put down talk therapy because they all have their place. But yes, it does need a change, but you need to be the change. You know, you can't just like put people down and not actually change, like take action. And so we really have been trying to um, reach out to like mainstream therapists, counselors, psychologists, things like that. And we do have quite a few in the group now that are wanting to create a more transformative experience Mm -hmm. for their clients. And and I've seen that feedback just from you saying that in the group of therapists and in the Facebook group who are saying like, this is a total game changer and a lot of them shifting their entire practices. So yeah, yeah, it's just another tool. And I should also say, aside from even just the practitioners, whether it's you maybe who who offers the the program or if it is one of the practitioners who are already certified, but even just someone who might be dealing with a trauma or something or wanting to do some healing themselves. Like this is seriously like going to solve your problems for you. Like it really is. Like I was saying at the start, it's kind of scary at being a practitioner, knowing that the effect that it does have on people of really creating these massive shifts, because there's so many types of therapies out there and talk therapy and, I think I honestly want to say this is one of the few of them that do have a major transformation aspect to it of, of really helping people. Thank you. And I'll, and I'll kind of circle back to what you were saying at the start. Like it's not quite hypnosis. It's, 
I know you said it, you know, and we're saying it's quite powerful, but at the same time, it's empowering for our clients or the people that receive root cause therapy because we are guiding them to heal themselves. They're still like fully conscious, awake, still fully there. And we can't do anything wrong because it's all, we always ask permission and we're working with what the client is capable of doing in that particular session. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely had times where I've, you know, ask their mind, can we work on this? And their mind is like, no, mm-hmm. okay, I'll try something else. And that with that safety barrier, with that client there, fully there with their critical mind, that is what has given me the assurance that I can let anyone do this method because it is about the client heal, healing themselves and just being a guide for them and a structure for mm-hmm. that to be able to to do that. And I've even had times there, like it's like their soul or their subconscious is so excited. I'll try to work on something and they just jump to something else and that's fine. And yeah, the transformations are just amazing. Like I've had so many clients that are seeing a psychotherapist or are seeing a psychologist that they have been for like years and years and they have like four to eight sessions. They go back to their psychologist and they're just, or their counselor, they're like, oh my God, hang on, I have to like rejig of who I thought you were. Like their whole identity improves so much. Their, all their symptoms go away. Um, not all of them, but, you know, the major mm-hmm. ones go. So, yeah, it is, this is now I'm not being so humble. Yeah, no, but it's. <laughs> but this is what I'm trying to, this is just, and just for the people to understand what it is, but this is what I was trying to get out of you for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to say that what you mentioned is, Yeah, that was another incredible thing of wanting to see, I love the mind, I love mindset, I love learning about subconscious, especially with NLP and and how powerful our subconscious mind is and how much that controls us and how much a part of us it is. And if you want to see your subconscious come to life, root cause therapy is very interesting. I remember like I was doing the sway test by myself in the living room and I was like, what is going on? Like I'm lying to myself, like what is going on here? Like it really is... You know, there's a, just a few very simple parts of it that you take and it's a, immediately I was like, this works. Like, it's not like you have to believe it and, and drink the Kool-Aid. It's just like, mm. do this method. And it's like, boom. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is, it's too real. Like it's, yeah. Um, I do have two more questions I want to ask you because in the case, there's people who are listening to this who might benefit from aside from being a coach or a therapist someone who could really benefit this treatment because this is really who it serves and who it helps like who would be the type of person that this that root cause therapy would really help um would be the right practice for them like is it just dealing with any type of trauma type thing or like or where are they at in terms of where this would be the right fit for for what they're looking for for healing Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so definitely for people that have been trying for a long time with all different methods, and we definitely often, and we still hear it, like this is my last chance that I'm going to give trying another therapy. I've tried all the therapies. If you're that person, if you've gone through even just personal development and things like that, and, and you know that there's some traumas there, You've talked about it a million times with your counsellor, but it's still, the symptoms are still there, like you still are not peaceful in the present moment, then this will be the therapy for you. Personally, that's the kind of people that we work with. 
the uh, our other graduates use the tool in different ways and specialize in different areas but that's probably the main one is people that already know what's wrong with them they already know why what's wrong with them now they want to go in and actually shift it and right. and that's such a confident answer in the sense of like look when you've if you've tried everything else and you want to make that change we will help you with that and it and I've heard that from you many times so I hope people on this podcast know me well enough by now that the people who I invite on here, it isn't something where you're paying me to pitch your services or anything like that. Like the people who I bring on here, it's, it's for, because I truly believe in what they do. And I think they really are making an impact. So, um, this isn't some, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, I wasn't actually, ex, ex, I wasn't expecting you to talk about it so much. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, I think it, it definitely makes an impact. And I, you know, for people, because, Working with people with depression and with addiction and being in that world with these people, it's tough. And being there myself is most importantly of when you say like, when you feel like you've tried everything and when you say like someone comes in and they say, I've tried everything, this is my last hope. That's a real feeling. And to be the solution at that point is so powerful for people because if you go through talk therapy and you go see a psychologist or you know, you get these labels put on you that you're depressed or you have all of these things. And and I just said that out of the blue there, but we could, I feel like we could talk about an hour on that, on that whole world too. We won't go there right now, but you know, to, to be that solution. So I just want to, the reason I asked that question is because I do know there are people out there who might be in a place where they do want to make a change and they know that other things haven't worked that I do honestly think this will work. And then we'll get how you can reach out for this. But the last question I want to ask you is, what advice do you have for someone? And a couple of people who have answered this question actually gave advice to themselves when they were at earlier stage in their life. But for anyone who might be at a point in their life where they're also wanting to make a shift and follow their passion and follow their purpose, if they're not where they want to be, what is your advice to that person? <laughs> it's not the prettiest advice. It is all the things that are happening to you and keep happening to you in your life. You're the lowest common denominator. So if you want things outside of you to improve and if you want to feel better, you need to look at yourself and you need to start owning and taking responsibility for the things that are happening in your life. Yeah. Tough and cookie. Yeah. <laughs> just, ha- just gives it to us. Jesus. People, including myself, don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Said it wasn't pretty. But it, no, it, it's the it's the most it's the most accurate advice out there, by the for sure. No, that's it. Okay, that's it. Boom. Yeah. No. Mic <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. No, it's there. You're you're right. And uh, I think a big part of helping people and creating change that you learn over the years is you can be there for someone. I keep saying this and I apologize for people they've heard me say the same term but it's 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 so true of when the desire to change becomes greater than the desire to stay the same and a lot of times mm. people have to get to that point and when they do people are there to help you root cause therapy is is one of those things that can help you when you're at that point but we have to get to that point in our lives and for me it was it took me a few times until I got to a point where I said okay this time is the last time you know I would I would drink and then I would say, well, I'm taking a break and I'd quit for six months and I'd go back to drinking and I would do that for a little bit. And then eventually I just got to a point where I said, okay, 
you know, it's like the the message is going to keep coming until you accept it and, and make it change. The universe is incredible that way. Mm. And willpower only lasts so long. Yeah. No, you're right. A hundred percent. So thank you so much for everything you do, not just this podcast, but, you know, just creating such incredible, an incredible platform to help people with transformation Give us all the spots we can come to find you and find where we could learn more about uh, the Center for Healing and Root Cause Therapy just to, yeah, and all that stuff and where to connect with you personally if people want to. Mm -hmm. So um, the best place, so either if you want to look at our courses or if you want to actually find a practitioner either in your area online is thecenterforhealing.com.au. So it's all there. Um, so you can either click see courses or find a healer and they'll all pop up there. So that's probably the main place. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at the center for healing. If you want to follow me personally, and there's just a lot of pictures of my son, to be honest, and some like funny spiritual memes, it's um, at the life changer trainer. I can't even say the it. Life, the life changer. The I've accent. Never said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I didn't realize how strong my accent was until I was in a foreign country and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And if you, if you follow us at the Center for Healing on Instagram, we have a lot of like short mini classes that we have on there and little excerpts from our courses. So if you want to get a feel for what we do that's probably the main place and then we also have a facebook group called the center for healing soul group which is again you can get a taste of us we do some free classes and lives so even if you can't financially we do a lot of free courses as well and yeah you can get a taste kind of for what we do yeah, yeah. awesome and that's uh for myself, when I went, went through the process, I knew nothing about it. I, I think I went on the website and there's there's a video that I just watched that literally explains in detail exactly what root cause therapy is. And I decided to do it with the program um, and the program you can do on your own schedule as well, if that's still the case. So I was just like at night after work, I would watch a video and I would go through the process and it was awesome. It was really powerful. I remember I had, I, I was, I'm a very skeptical person and I reached out to Melissa directly a couple times and said, you know, <laughs> is this going to work? And, sh and she said, you know, if you're not happy after just reach out to let me know. And I never did reach out saying I, I was unhappy. So, and I would, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, no. and that's why we do it. We're like money back guarantee because, you know, and I've certainly had times where I signed up for something, doesn't matter how incredible it is, for some reason it didn't gel with me. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And we want we don't want to trap people in anything. So that that's important. And I'm glad that you stayed, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's it's a very no pressure <laughs> environment for sure. But there's a lot of, you know, studying CBT and NLP. There's a lot of stuff out there and you just want to be sure. But it's yeah, it's it's really incredible. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. No, I was, I'm just so honored to be on here and, um, yeah, I really appreciate it. The, the rolling joke <laughs> at the moment is it's just my sister and my mom listening, but, uh, <laughs> we're still young, but yeah, being one of the help, there's probably actually, hopefully people listening that are like, Joe, I'm here, I'm here. So, uh, but we will grow. Um, we'll share it as well. So I'll get a copy of you and we can share it on our channels and everything. So Okay. And if there's anyone out there, please do the same and let's spread the word and share <laughs> Melissa's incredible yeah. work. And on that note, we'll talk to you later. Ciao. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Chosen Ones. If you did, if you could leave me a five-star review, it would mean the world to me. I know life is busy, so I truly appreciate you taking the time. Please also feel free to subscribe and share. You can learn more about me at mastersoflifesociety.com, where you can also find The Chosen Ones book and podcast, as well as on my YouTube channel, Masters of Life Society, where you can find the videos of these episodes as well as my social media shorts. And you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Joseph Richard Powell. Thank you so much for your support. I love y'all. 